0: I'm Dr Renee White and this is The Science of Motherhood. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of The Science of Motherhood. I'm your host, Dr Renee White. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today is one of our Check-in Tuesday episodes, so it is a kind of short little check-in with you, our wonderful listeners, um... And it is every second week in between our kind of longer chats with experts or researchers or opinion leaders in topics around pregnancy, postpartum and motherhood. And if you listened to last week's episode with the lovely Dr. Rebecca Ray, we spoke about boundaries and having those boundaries in motherhood. And so I thought it would be a really nice... A segue or layer on of that episode to talk about something that Beck and I touched on, which is, you know, communication with your loved ones, your support person, your partner, the person who is your ride or die in um, postpartum. And so I wanted to chat about the power of partner support and how. I guess, you know, navigating postpartum recovery together can just, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, make such, such a difference. And so I wanted to run through a few tips that we talk about with our Fill Your Cup families when we are providing our postpartum doula support. And it's just kind of a little checklist of things that you can start discussing with your partner or your support person or whoever that per- significant person is in your life and you know it's a really it's a really special time to have a baby but i guess as you embark on this journey of motherhood i wanted to shed a bit of light on something that is overlooked but really, really essential. And that is partner support. So I've put together a couple of tips for you to jot down and start prepping and start having a conversation with your partner about it now before Bubby arrives. It is so much easier if you have been listening to this podcast for a long time. I'm a huge advocate for prevention is better than treatment. But having said that though, if you are in the thick of it, you can still action these 100%. um so don't think that your time is lost. So I guess to kind of kick us off it's the emotional support, right? So becoming a mother is an emotional roller coaster and having someone who listens and understands and validates your feelings can be so invaluable. You know, talking to your partner about your emotions, your fears and concerns, their empathy and encouragement can provide a sense of comfort and reassurance. Often, you know, you're kind of embarking on this journey where you've become this new person, you're a mum. For the first time, second time, third time, it doesn't matter. It's a whole new journey each and every time. And so, having that space to be vulnerable and to have a partner who can listen and validate those experiences is just so, so important. You know, we often say that we don't need someone to fix our problems. Sometimes we just want someone to listen. And so for partners and support people out there, try not to be a fixer every time. Maybe if, you know, that mama in your life is pouring out her soul to you, just take a moment before you jump in to fix and actually ask her, do you want me to listen or would you like me to be part of the solution? And so, you know, sometimes we don't always need saving. We just want to be heard. The second one is sharing responsibilities. Boy, oh boy, am I a huge advocate for this Again, if you've been listening to the podcast, you would have heard our interview with Eve Rodsky in episode 60 on fair play and how couples can create balance in the household. If you have been hiding under a rock and you don't know who Eve Rodsky is, look her up you know, caring for a newborn can be so demanding and sharing the responsibilities with your partner can absolutely ease the load. You know, I hear all the time from partners, I want to help, but I just don't know what to do. Well, (laughs) buckle up and get a pen and paper. So, you know there are things like discussing how the nappy changes are going to go, who's doing the feeding, the household chores, who's walking the dog, watering the plants. All of those things are best discussed before Bubby arrives. So, you've got like a clear action plan. If you want to deep dive into Eve Rodsky's fair play game, get the cards. They are absolutely amazing. And so, you can divvy up who's going to be in charge of what. Ideally though, mama's three jobs are to rest, to feed and to love her baby. You know, like that is it. You should take care of the rest. And if you can't, try and outsource as best as you possibly can, at particularly those first six weeks. If you don't have a village around you that you can lean on, feel free to reach out to a doula. That is what we do here at Fill Your Cup and we do it best. We are professionally trained and we do it all the time. So yes, feel free to to reach out. And remember, you know, working as a team will not only lighten your workload, but also strengthen your bond as parents. My goodness, the amount of times that, you know, I fed exclusively um, breastfeeding and, you know, by George, I tried <laughs> a bottle every so often with my daughter and she just was not interested whatsoever. And so, you know, I often hear people say, well, I wish he could feed the baby or or my co-parent could feed the baby, but, you know, we're exclusively breastfeeding and, and that's fine, but Sometimes I think it's a cop out when people say, Well, she's feeding the baby, so I can't really do much else. There is so much else to be doing. My goodness, making meals and making sure the washing's done and hanging out. If you've got with like a toddler, hanging out with a toddler and making sure that they're occupied or taking Bubby for a walk in a carrier or the pram while Mama spends time resting or having some one-on-one time with the toddler. Toddlers often get left out, those poor little people, and they've got really big emotions as well, um, becoming a sibling and learning that The planets are realigning (laughs) and that they're no longer the only sun in their parents' universe. And sun, I mean S-U-N, not (laughs) S-O-N. My next tip, and what are we up to? Three, encouraging self-care. Boy, boy, boy. You would have heard me. I'm going to say it again. Mums who take at least 30 minutes each week for self-care are three times less likely to develop postnatal depressive symptoms. It's in the research, it's a fact. So let's get prepping, people. As a new mum, it's really, really easy to put your needs back on the back burner. However, we know that self-care is essential for your wellbeing. Okay, so if you are a partner, you can play a really crucial role in reminding mamas to take breaks, to rest, engage in activities that rejuvenate them. It could be as simple as, you know, Bubby's gone to sleep and, you know, mama is, I don't know, reaching to unpack the dishwasher or... You know, not sure about whether she's got enough time to have a shower because Bubby's unsettled. And so they might be catnapping and only having like a 20 minute sleep or whatever. Tell your partner, I got this. Go have a nice long hot shower. If Bubby wakes up, I've got this. Okay. So you need to pencil in those times for mamas to have that self care. If you're looking for a self care checklist, we have got one in our quickie guide which you can find on our website at ifillyourcup.com. That's I-F-I-L-L-Y-O-U-R-C-U-P.com. It's in the top banner. Just click that, download it. We've got a self-care checklist in there for you to have a look at and get game planning. Number four, promoting restful sleep. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) sleep deprivation i think is the number one thing that is my reason why i never went back for another child it was a, like it was multifaceted but the sleep deprivation almost killed me <clears throat> so much so that i recall googling like i just wanted to have like a night in a hotel or just like a couple of hours in a in some other location where i could sleep whether it be during the day or like nighttime, or I, I just didn't care. I was like, I just need to remove myself from this house but to be able to sleep and not in a car because I would, you know, potentially look like I'm homeless. <laughs> Having said that though, I don't recommend <laughs> Googling hotels like for hourly rates. We all know where that went real quick. So it went south. <laughs> but I have known I did know we had a friend, and I'm not sure if she listens to this podcast at all, but a friend in Melbourne, she had a shed out the back and they did a reno on it and they had, it might have been like a king single bed or something out there, and she would go out there and that's where she would sleep either during the day or some nights just so she could get 100% restful sleep just be able to sleep straight through. Not a bad idea (laughs) for parents out there. So, you know, if you don't have that luxury, have a chat about whose turn it is to kind of soothe Bubby at night. You know, even if it's the fact that like if your partner can't breastfeed, (laughs) then get them to bring Bubby into the room with you. Or if they're out of the room, which they shouldn't be in the first six to 12 months. I think that's a SIDS guideline. But, you know, even if Bubby's in a bassinet next to the bed, you know, get the Bubby and maybe mum is doing the breastfeed. And then as soon as she's finished feeding, you're kind of, you know, wrapping Bubby up and putting Bubby back to sleep if they're a little bit unsettled or or whatever it is. And mum's going straight back to bed you know, have a think about how you can kind of get those minutes in because we know from the research, it's actually not how many times mums wake up over the night, it's how long it takes for them to get back to sleep. So, that is the killer. It's that delta value between waking up And falling back to sleep. So, for example, a family who is co sleeping and Bubby stirs and wakes up. And, you know, we did this when Eva was, you know, six, seven months old. We started co sleeping. She was quite unwell and I wanted her to be in the bed. And I was absolutely exhausted by this stage. Like, there's just something about that. Six kind of seven month mark anyway, that is just an absolute killer. I think it's like the nutritional kind of needs just skyrocket, um, particularly iron. Um, so breastfeeding is just very demanding, and so I had her in bed and she was obviously unwell, so quite restless. But it was simply like roll over, boob in her mouth, and like it was kind of like a thirty second like scenario, and then back to sleep and oh my goodness we did that for like two weeks straight and I I said to my husband at the time I this doesn't make sense to me theoretically I'm supposed to feel awful because she's been sick and unsettled and all the rest of it but because we've been co-sleeping that delta time between wake and me falling back asleep has been so minimal I actually felt like a million dollars so yeah kind of ironic but it works Tip number five, providing physical assistance, particularly those mamas who have had a C-section, okay, and I was one of them. So you literally need a Sherpa, a little ding, ding, ding bell if you need help or something like that. But ultimately, your body has undergone incredible changes during pregnancy and childbirth. And so, partners can absolutely assist with physical tasks. This is the double down on, I don't know how to help my partner because, you know, she's breastfeeding. All right, that's fine. I'll give you that. However, this is the section where you're like, mm hmm this is my forte. So you need to be helping with mobility. You know, if mama needs help getting to the the toilet or having a shower. I made my husband shower me all the time. I panicked because I had a C-section. I was like, oh my God, you know, how am I going to shave my legs? And how am I going to wash my hair? And all of these things. I made him shampoo my hair. It was great. It was so, so nice. Get them to fetch items for you, support you during feeding. You know, if you listen to our previous episode, which talks about the only gadget that I recommend for new mums, that's in episode 73. If you go back to that, I talk all about a mama trolley. That mama trolley should be stacked to the eyeballs with every single possible thing that she needs, including snacks snacks and more snacks, (laughs) her water bottle should be full at all times, particularly if she's um, breastfeeding. You are just burning through those fluids. And we know that well-hydrated mamas feel less sleep-deprived. And so you need to be making sure that all those physical things are done. Sweep through the house. Make sure that all the plates and cups and everything that we, <laughs> that we inevitably leave behind because we're carrying one baby in one arm and uh, lukewarm tea in the other, sweep through the house. Make sure that is all done, tidied, washing's done, kitchen's done. That is where your work is going to be seen. Another little one that I love is celebrating milestones. You know, from the first smile to the first steps, every milestone your baby achieves is worth celebrating. And so, you know, partners can actively participate in these moments, creating nurturing and supportive environment for your growing family. Your involvement strengthens the bond between your bubby and both parents. So get celebrating people. I often see, and I was one of those people, I got that book that you were going to write in every month about your baby and its milestones and what it was doing. I think I canned that idea after four months because I was just so sleep deprived. I was like, this is no longer fun anymore. (laughs) But maybe that's something that you can do that, you know, Mummers can just verbally talk to you about and you can write it in the book or something like that. That might be a really beautiful thing to share with one another. And my last tip is seeking professional help. You know, when you are in the thick of motherhood, sometimes it's really, really difficult to ask for help. And you know, you're kind of climbing the highs and going with the lows of hormonal changes and mood swings and anxiety, like I absolutely did. There's a lot of emotional difficulties, there's a lot of unknown. If you see your partner really struggling and challenged by this process you know, encourage them to seek professional help. Even if, like, I think sometimes people think, you know, something really bad has to have happened, like um, birth trauma or, you know, pre-existing mental health challenges like depression, anxiety, stuff like that, in order to maybe warrant professional help, like a therapist or a counsellor. But I think I'm a firm believer that, you know, this is a huge transition for mothers to go through as it is partners. So, it's probably a really good opportunity to just have a check-in anyway with a mental health expert and just have that debrief. Talk about how you're feeling. Get on top of those emotions and feelings before they might get out of hand. But alternatively, giving them space and air, you might be thinking, oh my goodness, is this normal? And that is one of the things that we know can lead to kind of mothers spiraling, not understanding that particular feelings, emotions, events are really, really normal. And so you're left sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, I'm the only one, when in fact, this feeling or emotion or event is happening to millions and millions of other women across the world. And so having time with someone who is trained in, you know, perinatal support in birth trauma and things like that, you can have that space to explore those feelings and I guess, share those with your partner. And so you can work on those things together. Things like this, I can assure you from personal experience, are so much easier when you speak about them out loud. Um, There is nothing worse than feeling like you're the only person in the room who's feeling the way that you do. And I can assure you that you're probably not. So, yes, seek professional help and partners, give them that space and permission also to endeavour to seek those people out. So, as a recap, top tips for partners being able to navigate postpartum recovery together. Tip number one, emotional support Tip number two, share responsibilities. Number three, always encourage self-care. Four is promoting restful sleep. Tip number five is our um, providing physical assistance. That's the one you're going to double down on. Tip number six is celebrate those milestones together. Oh, my goodness. And tip number seven, always seek out professional help if one or both of you is really, really struggling. So with that, I hope you have found those really insightful and inspiring to get planned for the arrival of your baby. Alternatively, if you are in the thick of it and you're struggling with any one of these things and you just don't know the forest from the trees, feel free to reach out to us. We are always here for a chat, might be able to steer you in the right direction. Or if you're looking for some professional help from a doula, we can absolutely assist with all of these avenues. So check us out at ifillyourcup.com. We have got $15 now, which is so amazing across Melbourne, Geelong, Sydney, Newcastle, and Hobart. And we've got a really new feature on our website now, which if you jump onto our website and you click on FYC dollars in the top panel, you will be able to see each one of our profile pictures and in the top right hand corner of our profile it will say what our location is. But if you hover over our profile picture, we've got this little new feature and you'll see a link icon. If you click on that link icon, it will take you to a little introduction video. So it's about two to four minute video that each of the doulas have put together And it's just a little, hi, how are you going? This is a little bit more about us as doulas, as humans, the type of people that we've supported before, um, what our passions are. So feel free to jump over to our website, ifillyourcup.com forward slash pages forward slash FYC dash doulas and you will be able to check out all of our wonderful doulas. All right then, until next time, I'm Dr Renee White. This is The Science of Motherhood. Thank you for joining us.